Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. With Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I guess promises of, so that's a pretty big commitment right there. Promise, yeah, promise yeah. to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. We'll find a way to relate it back to Second Amendment or, you know, certain times of the year, maybe just baseball season. You know, because <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes hockey, you know, we, yeah, we, we go yeah, there too. Yeah. We go there too. Uh, hey, let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my patriot that's sitting in the room with me, my fellow patriot. Normally it's patriots. Kevin's, uh, Kevin's not here this week. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, but on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. My stitches are irritating the heck out of me. I, you know, I actually got a couple of the, uh, the, the texts, the tweets, the, the messages, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and, uh, and I meant to a couple of times this week, reach out to you and, uh, you know, my stitches were too tight too. I couldn't do it. Um, the, uh, uh how, how, how's the recovery going? Going well, going well. Uh, everything, it seems to be healing up and not to be too gross. It's scabbing up nicely and nice. Um, very good mobility. I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't really come across too many limitations yet, but right. I, you know, I'm always very mindful of. You know, if I go to move something or lift sure. something, but yeah. it reminds I, you it's there still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Biggest thing that, that, uh, biggest aggravation is a uh, seatbelt. That's right. Because this is your yep. left shoulder. Uh -huh. And when you're driving, that comes right over the top of it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I guess you just got to get you an English drive right-hand vehicle <laughs> or let somebody else I'm drive shifting for you. left-handed. That's yeah. going to be weird. Yeah. That, 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 that is weird. You know, I, uh -huh. I had, uh, odd enough, uh, you know, how we get down these rabbit holes. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> Squirrel. the, the, uh, I had never driven a, uh, a right-hand drive vehicle before I went to Afghanistan. Okay. And we had one. And it was a, uh, 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 well, like every other vehicle over there, it was a Toyota Corolla uh, <laughs> that, that our people used to use for certain operations. And it was a right-hand vehicle. And I bugged these guys for like a month before I finally got to drive. And I drove it around just on the compound, didn't leave. But it wasn't driving from the right-hand side that was weird. It was the left-hand shifting. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, was, it was, okay, is one up left or up right now? I don't know, you know, because they, <laughs> they, 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 but they, they left the, 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 the gear order the same. So one was still up left, and then two. It didn't, like, reverse at all. It wasn't like okay. a mirror image. It was still one was up left, and then two down, and then three up, up to the right of one. And 
So it was a, uh, it was different. It was a little, it was a little weird getting used to. It. But then again, I didn't have sixty-five stitches in my shoulder. Either, so. <laughs> Not to hijack the story. Apologize for that. Apologize for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're doing well. Good. You're feeling well. That's uh, that's better. And the. Uh, and any more news from the doctor yet? I know they were looking for nickels from the uh, from the nosebleed section. I uh, I go back uh, this coming Monday. Okay. All right. Hopefully to get some stitches out as well. There you go. There you go. Yeah, because you got uh, let's, let's let's let the people know you got old school stitches. They didn't oh, give you yeah. no. Yeah. You didn't get staples. You didn't get uh, you know a, a cat gut or anything like that. Nope. These disappearing ones because it's holding a lot of pressure together. He was he's pulling skin across there. Oh yeah. You know, to 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 close the gap. Yep. So, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's the the type of material i mean it's to me it, just to put it in layman's terms so everybody can kind of visualize it's very very fine thin monofilament fishing line yeah and i've got the little sections where they tied it off and you know, i can i'm kind of critiquing his knot work a little <laughs> yeah, bit right right but uh, i've got areas where it pokes up right and it will stick into my shirt if right. i don't cover it okay that really drives me nuts i made that mistake once now even though i'm not i don't have any type of uh light bleeding or anything, I still have a uh, rather large bandage over it taped on just to keep it from sticking into my right. clothing. Right. Now, do you think with 65 stitches, you know, he does the first five or 10, and then he just starts rotating surgical interns through? Come on. <laughs> come on. Come get you some. Come get you some. Let's get you certified. Let's get you signed off here. You think you think they got that going on? Or, is, or when you look at the stitches, do they all look the same? Or is there one student that you're like, this guy was horrible. These five he did was horrible. <laughs> No, actually, they all look pretty consistent. Okay. All right. All right. Good. 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 Well, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Um, we, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's jump off of that. We got a quick uh, quick birthday we need to cover. Yes, we do. Was it a quick birthday? It was this past March 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the uh, the hundred and eighth birthday. Wow. And, and still going extremely, yeah. extremely strong. Right. Right. And we're not talking about Kevin. It's, yeah. he's, he's older yeah. than that. Yeah. He's older than that. Uh, this is the. Uh, Birthday this past March 29th was the birthday of the model 1911 pistol. Yes, pistol. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I, you know, our good friend uh, Dave Workman over there said uh, he wrote his little story on it. It's a significant date, part of the American history. This date in 1911, the Army formally adopted the Colt semi-automatic pistol as its official sidearm, quite possibly the most battle-scarred handgun on the planet. Pistol that helped America win two world wars, rode with Blackjack Pershing in pursuit of Pancho Villa. Went with the troops to Korea and Southeast Asia, and now rides with sheriffs, deputies, and police across the landscape. Yeah, there's still plenty of military that carry it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's still yeah. plenty. You know, maybe not the original Colt 1911, but plenty of variations of it. Oh yeah, and what amazes me, to where I, I firmly believe John Moses Browning is a genius. Oh, absolutely. He created this platform uh, over a hundred years ago. Right. And in in the 21st century that we're in now. All we've been able to do is tweak it. Yeah. We haven't revamped it. We haven't right. you know, made any major improvements. We've just slightly tweaked it. And I know there's a whole big argument, and I've, I've participated in this all in good, good jest of you know, the, the single action compared to the uh, more modern right. striker fired and yeah. all that. And I, I personally, I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the striker-fired side right. just because I, I am not trained for the external thumb safety. Okay, gotcha. That, gotcha. I, and, but I have all kinds of respect for the platform. Uh, I will say there is no sweeter trigger on, no. on any handgun than a 1911. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I've got, uh, I've got one from made in 1943, an Ithaca that was made under you know, the government contract. And uh, I think you've had it in your hands as well. It's yes. a, uh, 
you, you can shake it back and forth. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously got a little wear into it, but uh, it's never failed. You know, it gets up there. It's not, and listen, I'm not, I'm not going to bag on 1911 guys. I love the 1911. But when you start making these guns tighter and tighter and more precise, yes. you have more chances of, of little things happening and failures and everything else. Yes, I had a, uh, one of the guys that worked with us at the shop. He had one of the high-end customs right. and, and high-dollar price tags. And the, the fit and finish on that was so precise and the tolerances were so tight, he said he could feel the, the pistol slowing down after about 500 rounds. Yeah, that's... And I mean, it's... And that's great. Listen, it's, it was adapted to fit what they wanted yeah, it to do. Yeah. But, you know, when, when I hear people say, well, you know, the, these 1911s, they failed. Not the originals. Not these old ones. These old schools were meant to, you know, oh, drag yeah. them through the mud and shoot them. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I've got a... Uh, I inherited a uh, Remington Rand okay. 1911. And it actually was yeah. military issue. Yep, yep. Horrible sights. <laughs> but it uh, it rattles to high heaven. Yep. But it shoots every time. Yes. Hey, folks, we got plenty of good show planned for you. We get back, we'll be talking to you a little about some Delaware laws. And we've got uh, Eric Friday from the Florida Carry going to be joining us, and uh, Craig DeLuz from Out West and uh, California Firearms Policy Coalition later in the show. So stick around. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you'll like Boundary Oak Distillery. Go to BoundaryOakDistillery.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal, a cell phone, a pistol, a studios. Uh, that was the, was the, you heard the Boundary Oak promo there, the little Boundary Oak coming in on you. I'm uh, yes. actually going to be heading up that way. Let's see, what's the time frame? End of April. End of April, because there's some dates coming up. We've got some dates coming up that... Uh, Arms Room Radio will be on the move. Oh. We've got uh, the NRA show. It comes up at the end of the month. That's April 26th through the 28th. The 26th through the 28th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's in uh, Indianapolis. 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 Right up there. And uh, it's in Indiana. So you can, uh, you can check us out there. We know, we know some of us are going to be there. We're not sure all who yet. But uh, come, come by the NRA show. Come see us. You can catch us. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see us. They got a little radio row. First year they set up a little radio row. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I know normally we used to get a nice little spot in a prime area, but uh, evidently they liked it so much. Talked to them uh, within the past week or two. They're going to set up uh, their own little radio row there. Cool. So uh, you could be able to come, come see us and uh, all these other uh, you know, radio schmucks that are up there, too. You, know, you can check them out. <laughs> yeah. We'll be the one on the end with the crowd. So check us out. Check us out. Uh, the crowd will be all of us, though. You know, it's just, just, just ourselves. And hey, I'm working on slimming down. Oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us, everyone. Yeah, listen, you lost, uh, you had to take what, a pound of tumor out of you. Yeah, so that's good there. You're losing weight that way. Yeah. The, uh, all those stitch, all you got all that stitch weight too. Just think about when yeah, they take them stitches yeah. out. That's got to mm-hmm. be a pound worth of, worth of stitches. <laughs> I mean, that's, I know it's, it's thin filament fishing line, but you know, that's, yeah, it adds still up. Still water. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> adds up. Um, the, uh, uh, it's at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis which is not the Indianapolis Convention Center because that's outside of Indianapolis. Okay. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I was doing the whole directions <laughs> thing, how far from the hotel. Oh, my the, gosh. The Indiana Convention Center is in downtown Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Convention Center is outside of Indianapolis. So it's, it's Who's on first? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yep, yep. So uh, we, we were there. Then uh, followed that the following week after that. This is kind of new. This kind of weird. Uh, met these uh, gentlemen out at, uh, at SHOT Show last year, the, this year. The uh, 
the U.S. Army's Ganey Cup, which is the best scout squad competition Ooh. at uh, at Fort Benning, Georgia, this year. For those of you that uh, were around, know what I'm talking about. The Armor Armor and Cavalry World used to be out of Fort Knox. It moved uh, about ten years ago with the base realignment. Now all there at Fort Benning. It's the Maneuver Center of Excellence with the infantry and the armor. And uh, yeah, exactly. Maneuver. Uh, they've got. The best scout competition goes on all weekend, all week long. Uh, as soon as I leave Indianapolis, going down to Fort Benning. Not sure how it's going to work yet. Still figuring out. Still going over the logistics of it. Going to be broadcasting events out there. Okay. Uh, uh, then uh, you know, and that's uh, from about Tuesday through Friday. Nice of, of that week. So it's uh, you know, what's that? Twenty ninth, thirtieth of uh, May through or through of April through the third of May. Cool. So, but uh, but on the way there. Uh, in the middle somewhere, I'm hitting Boundary Oak Distillery <laughs> outside of Fort Knox, Southgate. So, <sighs> surprise, surprise, I'm oh, the surprise. Other they, 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 they know I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> we coordinated this well ahead of time. You know? Lock up the, the booze. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's coming back. <laughs> so we'll be there. Uh, hey, listen, promise you some information out of Delaware. We do have some Delaware information for you. This is uh, some new stuff that's that's come around. We have... The safe storage gun bill, Earl, and this one I, I brought up first. There's a couple of different parts of this, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk about the safe storage gun bill in, in the state house in uh, Delaware. A state house narrowly approved a bill requiring gun owners to safely store firearms so they aren't obtained by people who shouldn't have them. Duh. Just what do we need? We need one more law. Yeah. <laughs> one more law. The 20,000 we have on the books aren't working. <laughs> we need one more. The proposal, the proposal cleared the House 22 to 19 on Tuesday. Now it goes to the, the state Senate there. I'm still trying to figure out if the, how the state Senate is, is leaning. We, I don't see that information yet. We've been looking for that one. Right. Um, the bill makes it a misdemeanor to intentionally or recklessly leave a loaded firearm within the reach or easy access of a child or person prohibited for possessing, possessing a gun. Prohibited. And that, <laughs> and that uh, person obtains the gun. Earl, um... Do you remember that yellow piece of paper you'd have to give out with every firearm, every handgun that you sold from a licensed dealer? Yeah. What was the, what was the name of that? Do you remember the name of it? Oh. I'll give you the first one. I remember the... The Youth? Yeah, Youth Handgun Safety Act. Yep. So uh, what Delaware has uh, just done it was uh, was recreate a law that's already been created on the books. Yeah. So, you know, this I don't know if this is more feel-good legislation. Look, we're doing something. Uh-huh. We're yeah, doing something. Exactly. Uh, supporters of the measure say it's a common sense. Folks, what's common sense mean? I can hear you yelling it. Gun control. There you yep. go. Common sense proposal to help prevent accidental shootings, suicides, and shooting rampages by mentally disturbed individuals. Because, Earl, if all those guns were kept in safe, yeah. then there would be no shooting rampages by mentally disturbed individuals. There would also be several thousand more people shot and killed because they had to go to their safe to try and get their firearm out to defend exactly. themselves. Uh, there's oh, opponents express concerns about the bill's vague language and about law-abiding gun owners being prosecuted if a firearm is stolen, or if a gun owner lives with someone who uses medical marijuana. So there's, they're, they're fighting with that whole medical marijuana thing up there. Also, here's here's the issue, and this is what this comes back to under this whole safe storage act. It says when, it says when a gun is not being used, what's their definition of use? Their definition of use is I don't know whether you're taking it to go shooting, using it at a range, using it for there. For those purposes. So this means you can't carry it. Yeah. Or possess it. Because did you see of the, the words that said prohibited from possessing a gun? Yeah. That's, that's what they're trying to do is, you know, playing on the semantics yep. of it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm all for 
secured storage, but n never will all of my firearms be in the safe at once. Exactly. Listen, if you own 10 firearms, uh, you know, I I'm betting eight of them should or are secure or in the safe somewhere because you have two on you, you know, or mm -hmm. you have one secured someplace for, you know, while in the house or sleeping or whatever it happens to be, you know, the old uh, uh, in the... I'm not going to make it for the hiding spots. You know, you, 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 have, you have in your <laughs> well, secure hiding we'll, spot we'll, while we'll, sleeping. We'll do know? the stereotypical everybody jokes about it, so you're not giving it away, you know, under the pillow. Yeah, you're the under the pillow. You got your under the pillow while you're sleeping, uh -huh. uh, and then everything else is in the safe. Then you got your one when you get up in the morning. You uh, Maybe you rotate them out. You put your pillow gun back in the safe, and you take your everyday carry gun, and you put that one on you, or the other one on you, exactly. or, you know, two or three of them. But everything else should be in the safe. Ideally, that would be a wonderful world. Uh, except, uh, have, you, have you checked out safe prices? Oh, <laughs> you know, they, they're, they're not cheap. And especially if you go buy a $300 handgun, yeah. you go buy a $4,000 safe, do you buy a $2,000 safe? Let's say you get a nice, you know, Liberty Fat Boy Jr. safe, you can get a nice sale on a weekend, you know, get it for a grand or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's pricey, but you, you've, it's a safe is a long term investment. And yeah. you also, one thing, and not to be a safe salesman, which <laughs> I was, um, they're handy for not just firearms. Exactly. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll be amazed at what you decide, oh, this would be a good idea to keep this in the safe. Yeah. Uh, let me keep this in the safe. Yep. yep. You know, I always tell, tell someone, go as big as you can afford. Right. Right. Don't, don't get the size you think you need. Go, go as, you know, barring physical restrictions of where you want to put it in the house, go as big as you can afford. Yep. You will fill it up so fast. Exactly. Exactly. If you're looking for another one. Yep. Uh, some more issues coming out of uh, Delaware. We have uh, the governor, Governor Carney, in his State of the State speech, uh, went off and you know talked about how he wanted a ban on the sale and import of so-called assault weapons. So he wants to import things coming into his state. So he's going to have a state-level import, although only the federal government can make imports and exports uh, you know, uh, you know, illegal to come in and out of the country. But, but, he, but he wants to do it on state lines now. Huh? Uh, a bill to create such a, a ban failed to reach the Senate floor, but the Senate uh, president, pro tem, Democrat, recently vowed that that would change this year if legislation is reintroduced. Uh, also, ghost guns. They're going to ban ghost guns, Earl. Oh! Ghost guns. Ghost guns. Because it's the, uh. new, it's the new boogeyman for Democrats. Oh, yeah. Returns, yeah. The term refers to homemade weapons assembled for untraceable parts and includes firearms made with 3D printers. Uh, you listen, let's just go there real quick. we got about 30 seconds left on this. Anything, any gun made with 3D printers is going to blow up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, I don't know of anybody able to 3D print a barrel. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is no untraceable gun. You know, there, as much as, you know, like I say, in the, the modern day striker fires are getting more and more polymer, they're still 50% metal. One of the quotes there was pretty interesting uh, from one of the senators, state senators, Republican Senator David Lawson said, if ghost guns were an issue in Delaware, it might be something to spend time on. But show me one. Show me the problem. There are more people killed with hammers and fists than these guns they're trying to ban. There are more people killed by doctors. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people killed by doctors. There's more people killed by rabid monkeys, you know, yeah. than, uh, than, than by ghost guns. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, listen, uh, thanks for joining us uh, this segment. We've got Eric Friday from Florida Carry coming up next. So stick around for that. That's always going to be a blast. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studio. See you after the break. <laughs>
Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Always, it's, a, it's a mouthful, but I love saying it. It just it flows. It just flows. Mm-hmm. It comes, comes, comes right out. It comes right out. In fact, uh, I was trying to get... Uh, Kirk there from uh, from Ideal Conceal back on today just just had something come up had something come up yeah. couldn't, couldn't do it couldn't do it we're getting back on soon back production on soon. is flowing he's yeah. busy yeah yep yeah. it's exactly right exactly right and he'll be at the, like I said NRA show and we'll be there with him as as well so so we will we'll get him back on with a little more little more little more information a little more updates a little more a little more uh, you know what's going on there uh, let, you know let's jump let's jump back out of uh, Minnesota for a second and come back to come back to Florida we have the general counsel for Florida Carry online with us uh, Mr Eric Friday Eric welcome back to the program. Hey guys, how are y'all? Hadn't been on, hadn't been on in a while. It's yeah, it's been a, yeah. Been, been a couple of minutes here. We got uh, we got you back now, so uh, we're we, we'll do this. We we'll get this back right. Um, how are things going in in, in Florida, Carrie? You guys look like you're a little bit busy this week. Uh, it has been an extremely busy week uh, between trying to get the lawsuit out for against the city of Miami Beach, which we did this week, and also trying to deal with an appeal where 
FDLE wants to claim that they can deny people the right to purchase a firearm indefinitely without that person ever getting any right to review of, the, of that decision. Well, you know, of course they do. You know, this, this, this is what bureaucrats do. You know, this is what the administrators do. Let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement first. Let's let's discuss that and what's going on there. Well, so Florida Department of Law Enforcement is relying solely on information on NICS, and we all know that NICS is the most accurate government program. <laughs> yeah ever created. In fact, it was so accurate that Congress just had to pass a whole new law called Fix Nicks, because even Congress, one of the most screwed up bodies in this country, yeah. realized that the, the Nicks system is broken. It is a failure. It does not work. And it, it's not that it doesn't work because of a lack of universal background checks. It doesn't <laughs> work because we cannot trust the bureaucrats who are putting the information into the system in the first place. Correct. Correct. And, you know, a lot of this information that you're looking at in these computer systems was put in there when computers were I literally first hit courts in the, in the early and mid 80s. And they started putting this in with no, you know, with no with no pattern, with no with no uh, rhyme or reason whatsoever how they entered things into the system. Actually, it's, it's not just that, though. It's the other problem is. Post Sandy Hook, yes. states went back and took old information that they had never reported to the feds before and start throwing all this information in there, and they used zero thought, zero logic, or right. zero common sense in, uh, in analyzing these records. And so, for example, what they did is they went back and threw every case of a Baker Act into the system. Right. But right. they didn't bother to look and see if that Baker Act had ever been vacated or that person's rights had been restored. They just threw information in the system just because they had it without doing any checks to see if the person's rights had somehow been restored. This, this, um, and, and in this case, um, they're relying on records out of New York State, and we all know how reliable New York is, especially when it comes to a person's gun rights. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're relying on records out of New York State that are nothing more than a certification supposedly supposedly a certification from a doctor to a government functionary who then puts it on the next system. And FDLE has absolutely no supporting documentation other than the NICS report itself that this person was committed or adjudicated. And federal law is very clear. Being taken in for an mental health evaluation does not make you a prohibited person. You have to have due process and a right to a hearing before you can be adjudicated mentally defective and denied your right to bear arms. Correct, correct. And, and, and listen, this is, this is the, let's say the, whatever it happens to be, the hospital worker, or the law enforcement worker, you know, they, they happen to say, listen, I think this person's in danger. They, uh, they under the Baker Act authority, get to, uh, you know, bring them in for an involuntary examination for up to, I think it's 72 hours in Florida. But it's, it's, that's, not, that's not a Baker Act. That's, you, you know, under, under the Baker Act authority, they're bringing you in. It's not until the, the, the mental health doctor says yes, boom, and signs the paper and says, it's, you have a mental that's disability. that's not good enough. Even that's not good enough. Under, and, and there's several decisions out of the Northeast on this. The doctor has to certify it. Right. Then it has to go before a judge where you have an opportunity right. to challenge that determination, and you have a right to counsel while yes. challenging that determination. And without those two fundamental protections, you are not supposed to be included. Your state should not be sending your information to the next list if those steps haven't been done. The problem is this gentleman's case came out of New York. Right. New York doesn't have that protection in New York. They don't even require 
anybody's review, the doctor's signature sent to a functionary whose role is to put it onto the system without any review or any knowledge of the medical records is all that's required, and that doesn't meet the federal requirements of due process. But the problem is, is even assuming that that's what happened to this gentleman, which that's, that's what New York law is, right. even if that's what happened to, the, to my client, FDLE has zero proof. They, they don't have evidence that he was committed. They have a hearsay statement from a functionary to Nick's that Nick's has been shared with them. They don't even have direct evidence that somebody ever had him in treatment at all. There is no evidence of his treatment. Yeah, and well, listen, this is the way that uh, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and folks, for those of you that uh, are wondering why we keep talking about the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, they, in, in many states, it's the FBI and Nixon. It's done directly through, and but the states have the option to to contract and do it in lieu of co- contacting uh, the FBI or Nixon directly. So Florida does it. Uh, uh, you know, they've taken over the responsibility of it, but Nixon is still their their key source of information. Um, you, you know, well, so, and I will tell you, I'm seeing today the benefit of what. And listen, this is. This is a big thanks to Marion Hammer and the NRA that FDLE is the one making this decision in Florida because it's very easy for me to sue FDLE in Florida. It's very easy for me to appeal FDLE in Florida and call them out on the crap they're doing. Right. If, we, if I was having to fight this fight directly with Nix, I would have no chance. I would be referring this to some lawyer in D.C. who would cost this guy three or four times what it's going to cost to do this case here. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but the, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, they, they are, when they go and review these cases, and, and again, they, it's not just a computer review. They have an individual sitting there looking at the screen, going through the readouts. And if there's anything in there that's in the background that, that has no disposition to it, nothing that says it's cleared, it's over with, it, you know, it met the, the disqualification or did not meet the disqualification, they say, okay, denied. Now you prove to me that it's not, it's not in your history. And, and that is a fundamental misunderstanding of a constitutional right. FDLE is required. The burden of proof is on them. In fact, if you go read the gun purchasing statute under Florida statutes at 790.065, it never puts any obligation on the citizen to do anything. It tells FDLE, get these documents. If you have a question, go get more documents. If you need more documents, the clerks are obligated to work with you and get you a response within 24 hours. But the law was never written or was not written with the thought of what other states might do. And so it's purely focused on somebody's Florida record. But it's very clear at the same time it is FDLE's obligation to find records. It is FDLE's obligation to have the evidence. It is FDLE's obligation to prove that a person is not allowed to purchase. And if they don't meet that standard, they're supposed to release that gun within 24-hour working hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, like you said, we're, we're not seeing that. And we know it, that's, they do the, uh, the, the purchase background check. We know over at Department of Agriculture, I'm sure this will be one you guys will be tackling soon, that uh, – you know they're being much more liberal with their interpretations, and they're putting burdens of they're putting burdens on people for you know aliases. You know now, listen, mm-hmm. somebody with your same name was arrested, so we're not giving you a concealed weapons permit. And you can unless you can go to Oregon and prove that that guy's not you. And there needs to be, a, and there, there's one other part of this FDLE case that people need to be aware of. And and I will tell you, look, uh, we have a new attorney general in Florida who made a commitment to support the rights of gun owners, but she also has a constitutional duty to defend state agencies when they take a position. So right. That's her constitutional duty. 
she's obligated to do that and to defend what they are doing. But her office, one of her assistant attorney generals, has now come forward and made the argument that my client does not have a right to an appeal. And one of his arguments why my client has no right to an appellate review by the first DCA is because the FDLE has no discretion in whether or not a person is disqualified. That FDLE is merely performing what's called a ministerial act, and they're just reviewing the records but not making any decisions, opinions, or discretion. The problem is, if that's true, why does FDLE get three days to examine the documents they get in the first yeah, time, exactly. first instance, and then look back through them and go look for more documents if they don't have discretion? Yeah, that's amazing. Eric, we got, uh, we got a break coming up. You stick around and we'll do a little more? Absolutely, guys. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios, talking to Eric Friday from Florida Carry. Stick around more when we get back. The Keltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Got a question for the guys? Well, you can reach them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live, coast to coast and around the world, with Mike and the guys in the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Snagmag, the premier concealed magazine holster. Check them out today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. 
We're going to jump right back into this. On the line we have from Florida Carey General Counsel, Eric Friday. Eric, welcome back. Thank you for hanging in there during the break. No problem, guys. Let's uh, let's jump to Miami Beach. Let's uh, let's let's see and let's get some updates. What's going on down in the uh, the great southern portion of the state? Well, we filed suit Wednesday against the city of Miami Beach, uh, against the chief of police, against the city manager, and against uh, uh, twelve of the officers involved. There were approximately twenty officers on the pier, but we identified twelve particular officers uh, who committed various violations of our members or, cli- or members and supporters' rights. Let's give the background um, to everybody. What what happened down there? Sure. This was uh, June and I. Day, June 24th or 26th of 2018, we had five people fishing on the Miami Beach Pier. Only four of them were actually armed. Right. Uh, police, four police officers showed up. Three of them pointed guns directly at our members in their faces. The footage is on YouTube if anybody wants to call me a liar. It's there. It was gopro It was all seen. And the, fa- the sad thing is, is our members had actually had contact just minutes before with a city park ranger and told him, we have a copy of the law if you would like to see it. Three weeks before, they had sent emails to FWC, the city, uh, the city police chief, the city attorney. Now, the chief of the attorney claimed, we never got the emails, or we got them, but we couldn't read them. Guys, FWC had no problem reading. So it sounds like an IT problem at the, at the department to me, or an IT problem with the city. Not anything wrong with our guys. Um, but we sent the email, FWC responded, so they were aware of the law, understood, no problem. Miami Beach didn't say anything, so instead, they have four officers who, in a violent, aggressive manner, approached our members. Then, when a sixth fisherman shows up at the end of the pier, even now, no, they've now gotten the situation kind of underhand and ought to have begun to understand what's going on, they go aggressively grab him and a reporter who just happens to be standing near him. All these people were disarmed. Four of them were put in handcuffs for about an hour and 18 minutes. And the total time of detention of these six people was two hours and 36 minutes. You cannot tell me that with modern technology, with cell phones, with the statutes in a book in their car, in their hands on their phones, and with a lawyer that they can call, that not one of these people could figure out in less than two hours and 36 minutes that no crime was being committed. And when they couldn't find, when they realized that no crime was being committed, they went on their own fishing expedition, searching coolers, searching bags, running serial numbers of of firearms, checking fishing licenses, checking concealed carry licenses, which aren't even required, all in an attempt to try and find something to justify their illegal conduct because the courts have for long, too long let officers get away with this type of conduct if they can just find something at the end, and they still couldn't. And even when they couldn't find anything wrong, they denied our, our, our members' First Amendment rights to assemble in a city park by shutting the pier down. And, gentlemen, it is a criminal act in the state of Florida to interfere with the lawful taking of game or fish. Yes. And these officers committed that crime. They committed the crime of assault. They committed the crime of battery. They committed the crime of false of imprisonment. All these are both crimes and civil actions, and we have named every officer who took part in those interactions with our members, and we're going to either hold them responsible or the city's going to have to admit what their police chief and their city mayor said in the days after the incident, which was, our officers did nothing wrong. We improve entirely of their conduct. And unfortunately, the Nuremberg defense, you know, <laughs> I was just following yeah. orders. 
We didn't apply it to the Nazis, but we give it to police officers in this state and in this country every single day. But the nice part is, is if they give the officers qualified immunity for following procedure, the city has to own that procedure. Yeah, there you go. Now, Eric, let me ask you this. Let's, you know, and it's a, uh, almost devil's advocate style. Now, that, that surely that uh, you know, your, your members must have been carrying their firearms uh, grossly negligent, long guns laying around. Was, I mean, was this, uh, were they being re- reckless with their firearms? Is that why the police were there? There were five holstered pistols. There were no long guns there. Nobody was carrying a long gun of any type. There were. Now, somebody might have had a second holstered pistol on them, but every firearm on that pier that was in the possession of a Florida carry member or supporter was a holstered pistol. Now, what about... They didn't have their hands near them. They had their fishing rods in their hands or a phone in their hands when the cops walked up and did this. Is this a a new law that just popped up? Maybe these police didn't know about it. The the, The law in its current form has existed since 1968. It has actually never been illegal or required a license to carry a firearm while fishing unless, well... From 1901 to 1968, if you wanted to carry a pistol or a Winchester repeater fishing, you needed a license. But other than those two items, it has always been legal to carry a firearm while fishing in the state of Florida without a license. And, and the, let, you, let me see if you got this on the top of your head. What the background for that? Do you know? Do you know why that is? To, to explain to those people that are not from Florida, why it might be important. Dangerous. Why fish. we can open carry while fishing while yes. fishing in Florida. Yes. Uh, I've had quite a few alligator encounters myself yeah. while I was fishing yeah. or camping or hunting. Yep. Um, we have gators. They yep. bite. We've <laughs> had people die in the state from gators. Now, th- truthfully, as long as you leave them alone, you're probably not going to have a problem. But you know what? I don't want to be the one guy that comes across the gator that's been hand-fed and suddenly decides that humans are a good source of food or a good source of being food themselves. Yeah, listen, there's a difference between, uh, you know— uh, you know, being a, being a good neighbor to the gators and not bothering them, and also throwing your fish or your rod in the water and trying to steal their food from them. You know, it gets a little different for them. You know, it's not well, just, yeah, I, lot, didn't, I didn't go poke him with a stick. I tried to steal his lunch. A lot of people actually like to suggest this idea of, oh, well, this law is meant for when you're out in the woods fishing or not in an urban area fishing. Guys, the most dangerous gators in Florida aren't out in the woods. No. They're in the urban areas because yeah. it's in the urban areas that people illegally feed them and acclimatize them to human beings feeding them. Right. So, truthfully, the most dangerous gators in this state are the ones in the urban areas yeah. and in the urban fish ponds. Exactly, exactly. I'm not that worried about the gators in, you know, in the uh, urban areas. I don't have to worry about outrunning them. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> yeah, you well, and, guys, I want to make this clear. Michael Taylor, uh, goes, his YouTube channel is Solo Yacker. He, he has become a fierce advocate for open carry. He was the one that organized the event in Miami Beach that all this came from the reason Michael started open carrying while fishing is because he was mugged while fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that made him aware of the law. And while he was waiting, however many weeks it took department of agriculture to get around to giving him a license to exercise his fundamental right to bear arms in Florida, he found out this law existed, found out about Florida carry and said, Hey, I have this option until Dax gets me my license. And so he actually didn't even have a concealed carry license that day because, you know why? He was still waiting on this. Right, right. That's, that's... He had applied for it, and he was waiting. 
That's ridiculous, ridiculous. What's, uh, you know, you filed that lawsuit. What's the, we got about a minute left. What's the timeline before you hear back from them on that or they're supposed to respond or, or is this well, one of those things I, that will go I would, I would anticipate given uh, governmental attorneys and everything else, I, they'll probably ask for an extension act. I anticipate right. we'll have an answer probably anywhere from 30 to 60 days out. Technically, they get 20. But I will tell you, I filed the lawsuit on Wednesday. Most clerks in the state get me an answer to a case number within 24 hours. I didn't get an answer from Miami Beach's clerk, from Miami Dade clerk, until late Friday afternoon. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, things just seem to move a little bit slower in Miami Dade clerk's office. Eric, uh, appreciate you joining us today. Uh, you know, again, we'll make this happen a little bit more often. How, how do people follow you in Florida Carry? FloridaCarry.org on the web. Uh, Facebook page is Florida Carry. We actually have two pages. One's a corporate page. One's a group. Uh, for group discussions, our Florida Carry page has more of our announcements of our events and things. Uh, but our Florida Carry group page, uh, you know what? There's a lot of intel- a lot of very informed, educated people there who can answer your firearm self-defense questions. Please check us out, floridacarry.org. Eric, thanks for joining us. Uh, we always appreciate you having on. Um, hey, folks, make sure you you uh, support Florida Carry because this is not for free. Listen, you know, you, you know, Eric still does you know he does he does his part for free, but that stuff filing all those things and moving around and traveling around the state that all costs money. So make sure that happens. Um, hey, folks, listen, we got uh, we got more program coming back for you next hour. Uh, but until we see you next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Listen. Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios.
with Mike, Kevin, and Earl. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind mail with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Hey, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time here on the uh, Arms Room Program. Listen, if you're, uh, you're catching us live on, uh, on the air, on the radio, on the internet right now, thank you for joining us. If not, uh, you can always go and catch up at, uh, well, you go to armsroomradio.com. You can see all about us. Actually, that link between armsroomradio.com and not being able to get to our previous shows, because right now you have to go to uh, the iTunes or the SoundCloud. Yep. Should be fixed this week. Should be fixed this week. Having a meeting this week with the uh, with the web peoples and the, the internet guys and uh, the computer programmers and all of them, and should have it done this week. So we should be able to back up uh, you know, some 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 weird code language thing, and uh, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll let them take care of it. Let them do it. Uh, hey, let me go around the room real quick and uh, introduce you to my co-host for today's program. On my right, the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corbin. Good to be back, uh, and thank you, sir. Thank you for, uh, for 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 joining us here on the program. Yep, not a problem. Um, uh, you know, for those of you that've been listening for a while, you know we'd uh, we'd have uh, you know attorney Kevin Maxwell here with us. You still hear him on the promos and uh, you know sponsoring segments in here and little pops of his voice here and there. He's just had some uh, scheduling issues going on for uh, just you know over a month now. So busy you know, man. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we will uh, we make it happen. We get uh, we. We'll get him or we'll get, uh, we'll get his opinion back in here for you. Don't worry. We know. I want him here as much as you do, folks, so, so don't worry about it. I'm going to give you some statistics. Oh, yeah? Some t- statistics. You know, we're going to go with. Uh, we'd like to give you what, uh, what's going on and where the listening and where the happenings are for uh, Arms Room Radio. Because every time I take a look at them, uh, it gets a little. There's always a surprise. I'll say that. There's always a surprise. Are we still doing okay in Vietnam? I, I, I tell you what, uh, we're, I'm going to get. We're going to go to Vietnam here in just a moment. Okay. Um, uh, we made a, a a very big resurgence in uh, Cambodia. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cambodia came in at number three this week. Wow. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're kicking us down over there in Cambodia, and uh, number two was uh, Germany. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because untight. Um, it, 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 it just it just happened. Uh, so. Germany. Then we uh, we go down the line to a couple of the normal players: the UK, France, the Netherlands. These ones, uh, these last three, uh, were, were were a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, the Indonesia. Okay. So I was not aware of the Indonesia. Uh, the Russian Federation. That's probably because we've been making hockey comments. Duh. Yeah, it's probably Duh. probably because we've been talking hockey. And then uh, Egypt. Uh, Egypt. We we happen to be on in the uh, in the Egypt now. So hmm. uh, people listening to us there. Uh, big cities. Let's see cities from around the uh, from around the world. Number three, Pompeii in Cambodia. <laughs> Cambodia, Cambodia we get, uh, the city of Pompeii in Cambodia is, 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 okay. is, is number number three. Um, we get uh, we get all the way down. Let's. I like to pull out some of the uh, some of the odd ones in here when we give them to you. Oh, I see Pittsburgh, PA. We'll be vo- joining them for the United States Concealed Carry Association uh, Training Expo. That's in the middle of May, second weekend in May. I have to pull those dates for you. We have uh, Tacoma, Washington, which means uh, I guess Tacoma FD must be. Listening. Yeah. Us. You know, those, those guys up there. Tacoma. Yeah, we know a few of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have um, some weird, let's see. I've never heard of this this one before. Uh, McKee Sport, Pennsylvania. It's either McKee Sport or McKee's Port. Uh, 
I'm going to go with McKee's Port. McKee's Port? Yeah. I have to look that up, find out where that is. I've probably been through there and just don't remember it. Just don't remember it. So uh, Amsterdam and the Netherlands uh, is a big pull to pull this up. We're still getting some uh, France. Stuttgart, Germany. And then, of course, uh, let's see the tops. Uh, we got, uh, listen, hanging in there tight. Piscataway, New Jersey, staying in the top 10, you know. Uh, we've got uh, Clearwater, Florida, you know, Panama, lots of Florida listening. So appreciate everybody. Good. Everybody from around the country. California, Chicago, Utah, we hear you. We hear you. We appreciate you joining us here on the program. Uh, you know, baseball season has started. Yay. The official baseball season. So if you are a baseball season person, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we appreciate you taking out time from the game to join us. So, uh, you know, there, there's a, I don't know, you know, I don't even know if we covered this one or not. Uh, this is kind of a Florida man story the, where the minor league baseball team is going to be breaking all the laws. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. I like that one. That, uh, that theme nights, all the rage in minor league ballparks. And listen, I can think of, One's going you know, way back. And you go to a minor league ballpark, half the fun is finding out what the theme night is for that night. <laughs> um, I, I know one of, the, one of the more big ones was uh, with one of Tampa Bay's affiliates recently. They had Millennial Night. And okay. it, was, it was literally just people going through the park. Uh, and everybody was giving the fans participation ribbons. <laughs> um, and they took Everybody them, gets it, a trophy. Everybody got a trophy. Everybody got a ribbon. And then it was uh, how many selfies you could take like in a night. Uh, oh. and, and there were thousands. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> thousands I'm sure. posted to their page. You know, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. But um, the uh, minor league park, and I, I think we did talk about this one up in Jacksonville, where they're uh, it's the the Miami Marlins uh, minor league affiliate. Yeah, because their name's the the Jumbo Shrimp. They're the Jumbo Shrimp. You know, more Florida names. We talked about Florida hockey team names for minor leagues. Yeah, we got the we got the Jumbo Shrimp up there. But there, evidently, there's you know we we understand this. Most states have them, these weird little blue laws, these tiny little crazy blue oh, yeah. laws, you know, like you can't buy eggs on a Sunday between 2 and 3 o'clock because that's when the ducks are walking. Some kind of weird, you know, they all have something crazy like that. I think of something, uh, one that's here in uh, Central Florida, still on the books, it's illegal to tie your elephant to a parking meter. I, I mean, I don't, I, I can see that law. I, don't, I, I, I okay. understand that one. Yeah, <laughs> that one makes sense to me. <laughs> That would well, make sense to me. If I, if I had enough money to buy an elephant, I really wouldn't worry about where I had to tie him up. Well, they think he's eating you out of house at home. You had to go huh? get some new peanuts. <laughs> go down there. I had to get them. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, laws like that. They've, they've, uh, they have vowed to break one law, and they're going to have a lawyer in the booth. We should have asked Eric Friday about this. He's up out of Jacksonville. He might be the guy going down there. He might be the lawyer, because they're going to have a lawyer on hand to certify the laws that were broken. First off, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, do you want somebody saying, I confirm that law was broken well, and then putting it on TV and publicizing it? Are, are, they, are they going to be breaking it or are they talking about weird laws that are you know, weird and or old laws that are still in the books that are being broken? The Miami Marlins Class 2A affiliate says the events will feature a weird Florida law being broken every inning on the July 26th game when they pay, play the Biloxi Shuckers. I tend to think that maybe they're just going to talk about it. Maybe the law is you can't talk about it. <laughs> first rule. <laughs> first rule of Florida blue laws is we don't talk about Florida blue laws. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Yeah, so it should be interesting. You know, let's see how it is. Uh, they're going to have the Florida man there. When, when Florida man comes up and you think about Florida man, he's going to be there. This is the guy in the hurricane, the real thin guy, shirtless, holding oh, the American yeah, flag. Oh, yeah, yeah. His name's Lane Pittman, and he is he is has the picture known as Florida Man. So he, he will be there also to I guess help certify the 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 incidents going on. So 
Uh, it, it, it does sound like a, a good time will be had by all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. absolutely. And there might even be some baseball. Yeah, you never played, know. So you never know. Get, That's all that going on. It's, it's sim- might be similar to, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, go to a fight and a hockey game breaks out. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's if it's, it's on ice and it's cold, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, hey, listen, we got more programs coming back for you after the break. We will have uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from out west. So stick around, and we'll see you after the break. Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. 
So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you're going to love Boundary Oak Distillery. Check them out today at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Let's just jump right in. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about with our next guest. It's uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze. Mr. Craig Deleuze from, uh, from out west, sir. Craig Deleuze, uh, I know you, you're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in, uh, in California, maybe a little bit about what's Oregon or whatever else you're going to surprise us with, sir. We are ready. Sir, it is a mess in the West. <laughs> Half of it, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but it's all a mess. Let me just be, let me just keep it real. You, uh, you, it looks like a bit of good news out there, followed by obviously some more bad news because, like you said, it's all a mess out there. And uh, I, I'm going curious to see how long the good news lasts. You know? Well, exactly. Well, you know, the good news. So the good news is, is for those of you who have not heard, a uh, case filed by the California Rifle and Pistol Association, Duncan v. Becerra. Uh, having to deal with the uh, standard capacity magazine ban, meaning magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Uh, as you guys know, back in 2017, uh, uh, Justice uh, actually put a uh, uh, approved a, a temporary injunction right. uh, against against the law banning uh, uh, standard capacity magazines or making the owner the possession of them illegal. Uh, that was actually upheld by uh, a, uh, a panel right. of the uh, uh, three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit, which was a, a complete and utter shock. Right, right. We remember uh, that. Yeah. So, right. So then, the very same judge, the one who initially put the put the uh, the temporary injunction in place, came back as we predicted, uh, ruled in favor of the plaintiffs, and but he, he took it a step further. He didn't just say that the he didn't just say that. Uh, people who have them can keep them. He didn't just say that the new law, which banned possession of them, was, was illegal. He threw the entire thing out, the yeah. entire ban out. Yeah. Wow. Um, now the, the the question. So that the question now is, well, can we buy and sell? Uh, can we buy and sell uh, magazines that are over ten rounds now? Right. Right. Well, now the right. So. That, honestly, that is the question that we're still waiting on lawyers to kind of piece through everything. Now, the good good news and the bad news of that is is that they could come back and say, "Yeah, you can go ahead and sell them and purchase them," but no one knows number one how long that will last because right. there's a chance that the ninth, so if they appeal to the ninth circuit, that they'll wind up putting an injunction in place, uh, keeping the ruling from going into effect. Uh, even beyond that, uh, you know, and then beyond that, if they, if it, once again. One of the challenges you get whenever you get a three-judge panel in the Ninth Circuit is sometimes you do get a good three-judge panel. Yes. But then they can always take it on bunk, which means now it's 11 judges. 
once you get up to 11 judges in the Ninth Circuit, chances of a pro-gun ruling coming out are slim. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But, you're right. Yeah. But, but even with that, the good news is, is that there are conflicting rulings in different there are conflicting rulings in different districts. Right. So the magazine capacity could and should be something that the Supreme Court should take up. Yes. Yes. And, and that, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the timing is right. And, you know, I think you and I talked about this uh, uh, last week or the week before that, you know, this is this is why we're seeing so many of these liberal Democrat people going crazy trying to get uh, all these laws put into place because they're afraid that the Supreme Court's going to start knocking them out if they if they if they don't get them in there first. Well, listen, here here's another one. Here just just like you said, Craig, this this has the 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 opportunity. This has all the things required, the multi-jurisdictional differences between different mm-hmm. level federal courts, one saying yes, one saying no. Uh, that this is ripe for the Supreme Court. Well, and where where they where they're losing it, where they're not really thinking about it is is that you institute the law, we know these laws are bad laws, right? You know we're going to sue. Right. And I'm hoping, yeah, keep proposing the dumb laws. Let them go into it, because as long as we can get them through the process and get them to the Supreme Court, get the Supreme Court to actually hear them, this is just me personally talking, I I believe that they're going to get thrown out. Now we're going to have Supreme Court precedent while we've got a majority of pro-Second Amendment believers uh, on the Supreme Court now, I, in my opinion, one of the one of the justices we need to be worried about is Chief Justice Roberts. I Agreed. don't know where he's yeah. going to land on some of this stuff. Agreed. Yeah, he's he's become the uh, he's become the middle. That's that's for sure. Um, let, let, let me let well, me go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he tends. The thing about him is, is, is firearms aside, he tends to side with government. In other words, if the politicians wanted to do something, then you know, out of respect for that the other branches of government, we need to show them if if we can, we need to show them deference. If there is a way for them to do what it is that they want to do, then we have that de- we need to show deference to them. And unfortunately, that's uh, uh, worked against us in a number of areas. Agreed. Agreed. Um, any recommendations there? Oh, in terms of. Recommendations in terms of yeah, with, with with the deference against us, uh, well, what can oh, we be doing? What should well, we be I, doing? I, I, as you start to see laws, as you, and that's why I think it's important to put pro Second Amendment things, pro Second Amendment laws in place. There you go. Things there that you respect go. the rights of gun owners, because then, well, if that's his preference, well, then he's going to side on the he's going to err on the side of of defending those laws because that's in fact what those governments want to wanted to do. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fond of you know we well I'm not fond of uh, gun control laws going into place, but like you know Earl and I discussed earlier, you know just one more law, just one more law. Let's add it to the twenty thousand. Just one more law. Delaware just did it. Delaware just executed uh, new laws that say you have to you know store the firearms safely, which is already the federal law. You know you know so they're they're already mm-hmm. they're just they're just putting more and more laws on there. You know wh- why don't we put uh, you know uh, you know pro you know gun laws in place. Why, why don't we keep doing these sanctuary city laws? Well, you know, they, they, we'll call them Second Amendment sanctuary cities. Let's, let's make laws that say you cannot ban a firearm. Why don't we get these right. laws put into place and force the issue, force the hand? Well, exactly. What I always tell people is this, is that even if you want to undo a law, guess what you have to pass in order to undo it? Yeah, a law. yeah exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Well, now, the, the other part of the mess we have going on is this bill, SB seven or 978 in Oregon. Yes. This thing is a hot ghetto mess. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It, I will tell you, it started off, it basically, 
you knew whenever you get a whenever you get a bill that's amended, that's one thing. But when you get a bill that has forty four pages worth of amendments, you know <laughs> that there's something seriously wrong with this. Bill. Oh yeah, there's some pork buried in that somewhere. Well, so okay, so so here's just I just name a few of the things that this bill does. You know that Oregon uh, actually has so they they basically when uh, when Walmart and some of these other stores decided that they weren't going to sell firearms or ammunition to people under under the age of twenty one. Yes. Uh, well, a lot of what a lot of people don't know is anti discrimination laws in Oregon, places like Oregon and California. Yep. It actually starts at eighteen. Correct. So they were actually in violation of anti discrimination laws against adults. Yep. Legal law abiding adults. Yep. Eighteen to twenty. Uh, they were busy by not allowing them to exercise their rights. Well, what they, one of the things that this bill does is that it would allow them to discriminate. Yeah. It would make it legal for them to discriminate against 18 to 20, 18 and 20-year-olds 20 uh, when it comes to firearms and ammunition, and it would exonerate. So in other words, companies that, have all, that are already on the hook for it, it would literally go back and forgive them yeah. for, for, for discrimination. Against uh, against uh, law by against law abiding adults. That's just that's just one of the things that the bill does. The other thing that it does is that it would make it so that uh, uh, what we call eighty percent lowers or basically the, things that are not firearms. The ghost guns. It would now yeah. define them as firearms. We yeah. had a conversation about this yeah. uh, last time I yeah. was on. Yeah. It literally would take something that's not a firearm and call it a firearm. Yeah. And require you to have a serial number, do a background check, and all of that stuff on. Yeah, something that's not um, a gun, something that does not have the ability to fire, or when you put even when you put it together and assemble, does not have the ability to make anything go bang unless you drop it on your toe and then you make bad words. <laughs> Exactamundo. Exact yep, um, yep. Uh, further, it makes it so that uh, if uh, your firearm is stolen from you and used in a crime, it could hold you like you could be held liable. Surely, yeah, it's your fault at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, crazy. This, this bill is a hot mess. And so the thing is, is that they literally did an amendment, and now they're already going to be hearing it coming up uh, on the second, which is Tuesday. Tuesday, right around the so corner. So they amended the bill. They put all this stuff into it, all of which is stuff. Is just, I mean, once again, some of this stuff is so bad it's even failed in California. <laughs> Craig, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you joining us. How do people follow you and, and everything that's going on? Well, you know, as you know, uh, I actually just took over and, and, and relaunching a brand new website called Two A News. Uh, it's Two A News dot US. Uh, I encourage folks to check out a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the new news regarding legislation, regarding politics going on. It is a pro Second Amendment, Two uh, A constitutional based news website uh, that uh, I, I that uh, I am proud to say that uh, Arms Room Radio will be contributing content to as well. We, uh, we look forward to it, sir. It's 2anews.us, 2anews.us. Craig, thank you for joining us. All right. Pleasure. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll be back after the break. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, 
selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at uso.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's gonna happen next? And how long am I gonna be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Staff Sergeant Jeffrey Collins, 19 Delta Cavalry Scout, U.S. Army retired, died March 26, 2016. He lived in Holiday, Florida. Jeff was severely injured on a house raid in Iraq. Three of his soldiers were killed. He saved his platoon leader's life. Jeff fought and killed seven bad guys in a room no bigger than 20 feet by 20 feet that also had a spider hole full of insurgents. He took multiple rounds to his body armor. Bodies were piled up against the door blocking anyone from entering. The fight only ended when a striker breached the wall. The striker ran over Jeff and broke his back in the process. It was a year before Jeff could walk again. Friends say Jeff always had a hard time taking his medication correctly for his multiple combat-related ailments and injuries. He didn't want to be on the meds and would purposely not take them until he absolutely had to. 
and he always had a hard time finding the right dosage to help at that point. Jeff had a very hard time since being medically discharged with 100% disability. Two divorces, father's suicide, mother's terminal illness, and ongoing child custody dispute. Jeff was a hero, combat action badge, Purple Heart, bronze star with V for Valor medal recipient. He died March 26, 2016 as a result of injuries he received in Iraq seven years prior. Godspeed, Scout, and we'll see you on Fiddler's Green. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Folks, if you want to hear somebody that uh, you know or make a recommendation for Fallen Hero, just reach out to us. Armsroomradio.com is the best way, and we will, uh, we will talk to you there. Hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Bill. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Doing pretty good, sir. Doing, doing good. pretty good. How are you? Uh, I am doing wonderful. I'm uh, out here in uh, West Palm Beach at the uh, West Palm Beach Boat Show. Uh, walking around with uh, some friends of mine that have uh, very large checkbooks and ah. uh, are looking to uh, looking to purchase a, uh, a a watercraft, as as they would say, and uh, they wanted me to tag along and uh, look at some of the security features for them. Oh, okay, very nice, very nice. I, the uh, security features on a boat, like uh, screen doors, things like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. There we go. There we go. Because um, you know that that you got got to keep out the. Uh, you know the water. You have to. You have to. You know, otherwise, otherwise the 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 sand fleas get in. You don't want yeah, that happen. Yeah. You don't want that happen. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> so, that. so uh, what's going on new in the world of law enforcement uh, today, sir? What uh, what what well, do you have for us today? Well, how you know, I, I love it uh, as as we progress in technology and as we progress in investigative uh, ideas and, and skills, uh, especially when it comes to DNA and, and fingerprint, uh, matching and things like that. Uh, my good, uh, brothers and sisters, they're not far down the road from where I'm at in Delray beach at Delray beach police department solved a cold case homicide. And, you know, you gotta love it when you can finally provide justice, uh, for the families of, of the victims that were murdered. Uh, but in this particular case, uh, Sandra better, uh, was murdered at work uh, on August 24th, 1998. And they, the Delray Beach Police uh, said that based on fingerprints and DNA evidence that was found at the crime scene, they were able to finally link someone uh, to the homicide, uh, which is great news that that person's in custody. But what led up to this was that, you know, there was a struggle uh, when uh, our victim, uh, Miss Better, was uh, robbed at her consignment shop. And some of the blood uh, from the murder suspect was on scene, as well as uh, some fingerprints from some stuff that uh, he touched. In this particular case, it was a decorative ball. Uh, but, you know, at the time, uh, the police couldn't match anything up. You know, DNA technology really wasn't there. Uh, the fingerprint technology, unlike with the APHIS systems we have now, uh, you know, it, it really wasn't there, but they, right. you know, they put the DNA uh, information into the system. They put the fingerprints into the system and, and nothing happened. Yeah. Now, 
kind of ties in, Mike and, and Earl, and what we were talking about before, everybody's talking about background checks don't work, background checks don't work. Well, you want to kind of guess how they found this homicide suspect? Let's see. Um, he confessed. He came in and he confessed. He felt guilt over 20 years and he came in and, fe- and confessed. No. Uh. Earl, you want, you want to try? Uh, tried to buy a firearm. Uh, well, close. Uh, he was applying for a job. And, well, I don't know. Uh, they did a background check on him. Huh. And part of, that, part of that was doing fingerprints. Uh, well, you know, they uh, sent it out, and all of a sudden, you know, bells and whistles started, uh, started pinging. And they realized that uh, Mr. Barquette, uh, who was applying for a job, submitted his fingerprints for the background check. Uh, and it popped up as matching his. Now, what Delray Beach uh, police said was that, you know, they put this information in the system, but there was no matches because Marquette was never in the system. Yeah, right. So He managed so, to steer clear for 20 years of ever having been fingerprinting or needing a background check. Yeah, you could have all the information you want to, but if you have nothing to match it to, right. it doesn't do you any good. Right. Now, when... Uh, Marquette was, uh, back 20 years ago, he was living in Lantana, which is not that far from Delray Beach, right. but he had since moved to, over to the West Coast, over to uh, uh, Brandonport, I believe, right. and he was applying for a job there, and uh, when they got that hit, uh, the Delray Beach police uh, filed for a warrant, and Hillsborough County took him into custody. Uh, they applied for another warrant to do uh, DNA matching, and they took a blood sample, and they collected the DNA, and guess what? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. We got a winner. We have a winner. Yep. So uh, Bark, uh, Barquette is being held without bond at the Hillsborough County Jail, and he's going to be transferred soon to Palm Beach County to finally face justice, right. which is a wonderful thing. You have something like this 20 years down the line. Families always wondering what's going to happen, and it just goes to show that, you know, just like the Mounties, uh, we will always get our man. It may take a while, but you know what? 20 years uh, later, uh, this family is going to, finally be able to put this to rest, and I'm, I'm very happy for them. Yeah. I'm not happy for their loss, but I'm happy that sure. we're able to resolve this. I know that, uh, you know, from, I was checking in on, on the story. They had, um, I guess, the, the husband, after his wife was killed, he actually ended up volunteering for the Delray Beach Police Department there for like 15 years until, until he eventually, you know, uh, you know uh, died from, from, uh, from old age. Um, and, you know, so he was, he was involved in that as well. And then I know they talked to the former homicide detective. Well, I guess he retired about seven years ago, but still kept up on the case. So this is, this is, yeah, there's this always, is, you know, yeah. you, when you, when you work cases like this, Mike, you were, you were involved in that as well. You know, you get tied to them and when you can't clear one and you know, your career goes by, you know, that's just one of those things where you're like, damn it. I just, I really wanted to get this done for the family. You really become an advocate for these victims and their families. Yeah. And that's what happened here. You know, listen, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, 20 years ago, you know, somebody processed the scene right. Somebody processed the paperwork right. And, uh, and this police department's been, you know, keeping up on it and doing everything that they're supposed to do for the past 20 years. You know, and, and because of that, look, look at this. Like you said, you know, justice is finally served. It might have been de- delayed justice, but it's justice nonetheless. Exactly. And, you know, we're able to, uh, to close this file out. We're able to, 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 to put it to rest. And, uh, and and he's going to have to answer for his crimes. Even 20 years later, he's going to have to answer for his crimes. Yep, yep. Good. Major Bill, we've got about one minute left. I think you might have another story. I don't know if you could sum it up in one minute or not, but I'll, I'll let you try. Um, well, if you pay for sex and you don't get it, don't call the police to say that 
um, hey, I paid for sex, but I didn't get the sex. <laughs> that has to be a Florida man. <laughs> Of course it is. Right here where I'm at in West Palm Beach. <laughs> you know? So you know, guy guy uh, solicited for you know for four different people, five hundred bucks to come back to his hotel and have sex with him. He paid the money and didn't get the services he was requesting. And he called the police and the officer's like, uh, "All right, so you tell me you you wanted to pay for sex? Yes. Okay, you should stop talking right now." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hello, nine one one. Yeah, my hooker stiffed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> hey, easy with that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, lots of surprises there. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's of course that's Florida man. So, uh, Major, thank you for joining us again this week, sir. And please uh, be safe in all your travels and journeys there. I appreciate it. And again, to all my brothers and sisters in the blue, remember where your best, wear your seatbelt, check your sick, and always go home at the end of your ship. Joyce and Armstrong Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. You guys, we'll see you right after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. 
The following segment is brought to you by Snag Mag. Snag Mag is the premier concealment holster for your magazine. Check them out today at snagmag.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistols Studios. Got it? Think about it. Got huh? it, got it, got it, got it. Uh-huh. There we go, there we go. Um, hey, we, uh, I would pre- appreciate uh, all of our uh, previous callers that uh, called in. Let's see, today we had, we had a full boat. We had uh, Eric Friday from the uh, Florida Carry, and that's floridacarry.org. You go there and you check them out. You have uh, Major Bill, and you just, uh, you, you just he, he tweets. I don't know what he tweets as. He tweets. He's at armsroomradio.com. You go to armsroomradio.com, you can find him. And then uh, Craig Deleuze, he's with 2anews.us. Now, Craig still does you know, Firearms Policy Coalition. That's one of the stories we had from him today. Mm-hmm. But the new, the, new, uh, the new website, or the re- revamped website that's up is 2anews.us. So check that out. And you should be seeing some stories from familiar names and familiar, uh, familiar voices. I, guess I was going to say faces, but <laughs> voices, you know, we're on the radio. So. Uh, bump stocks. We didn't get to talking to bump stocks. I want to talk a little bit about bump stocks. I know we're way, 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 way past where we were with bump stocks when we started this uh, you know, year and a half, two years ago. Uh, over this past week is when, on the federal level, under ATF, bump stocks became, uh, possession of a bump stock became a felony. Yes. Well, there's news there. Okay. There, there, is, there is news there, and then I'm going to give you some additional information on some bump stocks, some story that we found out. Uh, the D.C. Circuit expands bump stock ban temporary stay to all Firearms Policy Foundation members. So... They they appealed. They were trying to get the uh, a, you know a stay from the circuit. Excuse me, from the Supreme Court. Supreme Court has said they didn't want to hear it at this point. Okay. Uh, although we have a D.C. Circuit Court that has said, and, and this is the uh, federal judges in both the Tenth and D.C. Circuits have issued temporary stays at the ATF's bump stock ban is due to take effect, which was due to take effect back on the twenty sixth. Those two stays, however, only applied to the named plaintiff in those two suits. Okay. Well, that sounds like oh man. I wish I'd have signed on to that suit. One guy, huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, according to uh, Brandon Combs, president of Firearms Policy Policy Foundation, uh, he had this to say. The D.C. court order today in our ongoing bump stock litigation makes it clear that the circuit court's current administrative stay on the ATF bump stock ban final rule applies to current bona fide members of the Firearms Policy Coalition. We've already filed an emergency stay application with Supreme Court Justice Chief Roberts. All further developments will be posted in the bump stock case. From what I understand now, since this has been posted, uh, Chief Justice Roberts has said no, he's not getting involved, but that these, these two previous stays are still in effect. He didn't say no and rescind those. He just said no, looks like enough work's been done. Oh, looks okay. like enough's been worked. Uh, so what we have now is basically if you're a member of the Firearms Policy Foundation... Uh, or the Firearms Policy Coalition, which they, they're, they're jointly in this together, I believe. Uh, but you can go there, and you have to be a member, a bona fide member of the Firearms Policy Foundation. Now, it doesn't say previous member. It does not say future member. It says current bona fide members of the Firearms Policy uh, Foundation. Hey, quick, quick, get Craig back on the line. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I need to sign up. Yep. Yeah, this is, and what they have put out there is joinfpf.org. That's FPF, the Firearms Policy Foundation.org. And you can join for as little as one dollar. Nice. Now, obviously, they want a little bit more than that if you can oh, spare it. Because listen, yeah. they had to go. To, they had to go to DC, you know. Yeah. You know, and right now they're still flying. They haven't had the planes banned by a, <laughs> by, a, by a AOC yet, you know. So you know they they go back and forth. So this this still applies. You you if you're in one of those states 
Earl, you and I happen to be sitting in a state that has a state law now that says no yeah. bump stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you happen to be in one of those other states, and I'm actually going to, I'm a member of Firearm Pol Firearms Policy Foundation also, uh, and I'm going to make sure that the, my membership is still active because if the Florida law gets knocked down, which, you know, it is still in appeals here in Florida, then, then we're good. Yeah. So it's, it's something to, uh, something to be aware of, uh, you know, it, it just, just in case. Um, there's some other bump stock stuff that's gone on this week. And um, you know what? I, I just want to bring this to everybody's attention. Okay. I want to call out some people that I, uh, I just absolutely do not approve of, of, of what happened here. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a company. The name of the company was uh, RW Arms. Uh, and let's, let's, let's find out exactly Arms. where. Okay, they that was going to be my question. Where are they located? That, that name doesn't sound familiar to yeah, me. Uh, it does not, um, but uh, they, they appear to be a, a decent size organization, RW Arms. Uh, it says the nation's strength is, is all in the power of its people. RW Arms is a veteran-owned leading retailer and most cutting-edge technology in the firearms industry. So let's see if we can't figure out where they are off the top of our head, but... Uh, uh, they're in, uh, they're in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, okay, Texas. Right. So there's, there's a video out uh, that, uh, Earl, I don't know, you could you describe what kind of truck that is better than me and what kind of payload it's carrying on it. Uh, you see, I, I got rid of the video, but uh, basically it's a, it's a flatbed uh, box truck. And it's got, um, listen, if I had to guess, I would say there's probably a couple of thousand bump stocks in crates and boxes on the back of this truck. Yeah, there were a couple, there were probably about a dozen pallets and each pallet was a good four or five foot tall. Yep. So that's going to be, you know, four or five cases a piece, you know, high. Yeah. Probably six cases per layer. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's, there's probably close to, you know, thousand or so. Yeah. So here's, here's what should have happened. Obviously, we got the last minute stay there and you had to be a member of the Firearms Policy Foundation to make that happen. Well, so all somebody that this company had to do was, uh, was drop that dollar and they would have been good. But I get it. Maybe they didn't know it. Maybe they didn't know that, you know, they weren't following Firearms Policy Foundation and they didn't know that the, uh, the stay was there. Uh, and, and Kevin has given this advice before on the program. Do you find yourself not being allowed to possess a firearm anymore? Kevin's an attorney. There's several yeah. other attorneys out there. You go to the attorney. They take possession of it. They secure it. They lock it. So nobody's got really possession of it. You know, I don't know if they go and they... Uh, they just put it in a couple safes, or in a case of you know a large amount like this, they go to a you know storage facility and rent the storage facility. But it's only it's no longer in the possession of an individual. It's now in the possession of an individual officer of the court as it works its way through the appellate system or the court system. Mm. Okay, kind of you know greatly dumbing this down, putting it in layman's terms, puts it in legal limbo. Exactly right. Of puts possession. it in legal limbo. Yeah. Yeah, the officer of the court is in safekeeping of it. Right. You know, so that, that's where it is. Uh, but here they are, RW Arms, you know, and they evidently, you know, get a hold of the news media. Uh, well, let's like, let me take that back. The news media might have been flying over and just seeing this happen, I guess. Mm -hmm. But this looks like a publicity stunt to me. Uh, and they take all of these, you know, at minimum thousand, I'm saying, I'm saying closer to a couple of thousand of bump stocks. They take them over to the dump. They got them, like, you, like Earl said, they got a big old claw grip the you know putting them on the uh, the the smasher and the shredder and the burner and the incinerator whatever you want to call it and uh and and destroying them now here's here's my beef with rw arms you want to talk about being uh you know a a, a supporter of of, of rights uh, patriots and freedom I'm not talking about your previous service you know you've obviously uh, you know we're, we're gonna you know we're not nobody's taking that away from you but when you want to say things like 
that you are, you are, you are, I don't know if those are the right words. Uh, they're veteran owned, they're operated company distribu distributing firearms and accessories to customers in the world. They carry the wide variety. Here it is. Uh, nation's strength. Here's their first quote on their website. A nation's strength is all in the power of its people. A nation's strength is all in its power of its people. Yet you turn right around and give your stuff up and say, here you go, bad law. Go ahead and take it. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we submit, we submit. That's just, yeah, didn't even really attempt to fight no. the good fight. No, no, nothing. Yeah, just, just here it is. Publicity stunt. You know, listen, we're playing along. And Fort Worth, Texas, too. These guys are in Texas. Yeah. I, 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 first thing I thought of as soon as you said we're, they're in Texas, well, that kind of goes against the whole mantra of don't mess with Texas. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So, yeah. So, listen, if you've got a bump stock, uh, right now it's illegal. Uh, you, you understand that. Unless you're a member of Fire, Firearms Policy Foundation, one of those organizations that's had the, the stay against them. If you're in the industry, if you are a dealer, if you are a manufacturer, there are ways. There are ways. Contact yourself a good attorney. Go to Max Law Orlando. He can help you find good you know, gun attorneys all around the country if you don't happen to be in the central Florida area. And you can, there's a way to get these taken and put in the hands of an officer of the court until this ends. Uh, you know, listen, maybe it, ends, maybe it ends badly. Maybe it ends with, nope, the Supreme Court says, no, they got to go. Well, you know what? You, you, you put up the fight. You got to try. Yeah. You got to yeah. try. You know, if they come down tomorrow and tell you, uh, you know, cheeseburgers are, uh, are now illegal, do you, are, you, are you going in the, you know, the, the middle drawer of the fridge and pulling your cheese out and throwing it outside? No. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You know, it's, it's, you know you, where's the power to the cheese? You know, is the whiz yeah. really cheese? Do I get to keep that? It's spelled different. You know? I, I mean, that's what gets me is, you know, this was a, I'm, I'm putting this into very simple terms. This was a government ATF approved yeah. item. Yeah. Someone yeah. decides to go out and use it in a crime. Yeah. And now nobody can have it. Exactly right. But we all drove cars today, didn't we? Sure did. How many uh, times there's a car used in, in committing a crime? All the time. More than guns. Folks, thanks for joining us today. Please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.